Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Aaron Bees, and I'm so excited that you guys are here. This podcast is a little bit different. I got to interview a friend of mine, and he's sharing his journey from leaving the empire, the team that I used to be on within Prove It. And I'm excited for you to hear everything that he has to say. I'm excited for you to get connected with him on social media. Um, Everything that we discuss is based off of our opinion. It is a part of our story. And just because it's fact for us doesn't necessarily mean that it's fact for other people. Um, But I want you to listen really closely. I want you to kind of take this in And know that if you are feeling alone in your MLM company because you have one foot out the door and one foot in the door, I need you to understand that you're not alone. And you're going to understand more about that after you listen to today's episode. So thank you for being here. And without further ado, let's get to our episode with Dre. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Beast Mode Podcast. I am so excited to be here with one of my dear friends, 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 friends. There it is. Can you guys tell I'm a little excited? This is my friend Dre. You can also look him up on Instagram, Dre in the Kitchen. And I'm so excited that we're doing this, Dre. I am so excited. I am thrilled. I'm thrilled. And I wouldn't do this with anyone else but you. Oh, thank you for that. This is really special. So if you if you listen to the intro that I just did, I really want to try and make this kind of a series because I, I don't know how you feel about this, Dre, but I feel like there's a lot of us that have a story to tell specifically about leaving the Empire team within Prove It. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I think I mentioned it before, but I'll say it again. It kind of coincides with us recording this, but this morning I finally received my confirmation of termination of accounts. So oh. it's almost like it's, it, it's come to its end. And I really wanted that because that to me just solidifies that, that it's time to close that chapter and to mm-hmm. heal from it. And yeah, there's some stories to tell and it's not about shaming anyone or anything like that. It's just my personal experiences and what I got out of it. Yeah. You know what? I love that. And let me just be really clear for those that are listening. The intentions of this podcast are not to bash or shame anybody. It's really just about sharing our story. Cause at the end of the day, just like Dre just said, we are all on a healing journey. We're healing from, you know, all kinds of things. And this is a specific time in Dre's life and also in mine. It's the thing that we have in common. So I guess maybe that's that's a good place to start. You, like, how did you tell us about the company you were with and how all of that began? Oh, oh my goodness. Where did I even begin? <laughs> so I originally was a part of Modere, which I don't even know if you know this story, but I was oh. with Modere. I had left Narium because I followed my leaders. They left Narium oh. way back once upon a time. That's a whole other story. And they went to Modere and then I went to Modere. And a coworker of mine said, hey, there's this blue haired girl that you really need to follow. Not me, by the way. No, not you. (laughs) I'm looking at myself. At the time, (laughs) it's turquoise hair, turquoise. (laughs) And uh, so I did. And I loved what I saw at the time. 
and I had and is it okay if I'm just really honest about what happened? Yes, please. Okay. So and, and I, by the way, before Dre spills the tea, because I feel like the tea is coming, just know that anything discussed on this podcast is based on our opinions. Just because it's it's our truth does not mean it's everybody else's truth. And we're just sharing our opinions based on our own experiences. And it's a part of our story. It's a part of our healing journey. Okay. That being said, exactly. go ahead, Dre. So yeah, this is from my perspective of what happened in my world. Just, I'll just add that in there as well. Love. Um, so towards the end, I got a phone call and my leaders in from Odair were like, Hey, we know you follow. Can I mention her name? Um, we, you follow so-and-so. If it's, if it's our former leader, yes, because yeah. she's a public figure. Okay, so they were like, we know you follow Jessie Lee Ward. Uh, she's being terminated this morning. And I'm in Modere. I'm like, um, I was in Modere maybe like three or four months. And this is a phone call my leaders were telling me at the time. Wait, so they were telling you before she was actually terminated? Uh-huh. Oh, I, I did not know this story, sir. So, yeah, so I got a phone and that just did not sit well with my spirit. I was like, why? And I didn't know her from a hole in the wall. It's just somebody I was following on Facebook at the time. And uh, fast forward a few weeks later, I had reached out to her because she had joined Prove It. And I was very overweight at the time. And I was like, listen, my doctor was like, you have to do something. Maybe you should try the keto diet. This is just, again, from my personal experience, what my doc said. And so I was like, all right, cool. Let me reach out to her so I can try these shakes or drinks. So that's how the introduction with Jesse Lee started. So that was like 2017. That was 2017. Like the end of 2017. Yeah. And then she, I, I asked her more about uh, the products and she goes, I can't talk to you because of the lawsuit. Mm. And I was like, mm. so she's forwarded me the lawsuits so I could read it. I've taken a lot of legal, my, come from a very legal background in my family. So okay. I was like, all right, this is like spicy. I'm like, this is interesting. And she goes, if you want anything, you would have to resign from Modere before I could even talk to you. So they had pissed me off. So I resigned on the spot. I remember that being a, I don't want to say a scapegoat, but I think in, I think that that's kind of the perfect term for this because there were so many this is, this is really cool seeing the, an outside perspective and an inside because I was part of the original that were actually listed as a Jane Doe in that lawsuit. So hearing kind of the outside perspective of that time frame is really, really cool because I remember we were told that's what we needed to say, that in order, and, and we could only, if I remember correctly, we could only talk to people that were direct to us in mode air. But I remember that kind of being a scapegoat where it was like, listen, this is what you need to say, which in turn is cross recruiting. That's what that is. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Hindsight is 2020. I didn't know that back then. I know that now. And right. uh, so I resigned from Modair. Of course, my leaders from Modair called me angry, cussing me out. Can't believe you're following this loser. That's why she would like, they literally bashed at the time. So I was like, whoa, that's crazy. I can't be a part of that. <laughs> and then I, I, I don't mean, I think I ordered just a trial or something. And I yeah. love the way I felt at the time. And, uh, and then and that I was guess, the max formula and, and we'll, the, I'm sure we'll get into this, but it was Maui in, punch. 
Okay. Okay. Oh God. There's that. But did you did you notice a difference between the Max formula and the Nat formula? Oh yeah. Okay. I think I I asked that question uh, about from people that have been around as long as we have or were. I don't even know how to word that, but you know what I, I mean. Yeah. That's very different. Big it, differences. We didn't even have um, raspberry lemonade yet. Oh wow. Like it, I, so whenever you guys had joined in September, I was October 16th, I joined under Jesse Lee. Mm, so you were direct to her too. I was direct to her. Me too. And I was like, I went all in. I was like, I saw it. I, you painted a picture. I was excited. I was like, let's go. Where's the credit card? Right. I, you know what? And I think we should, I think we should talk about that because I think that when you're going from, I get this question a lot. How do you, how are you a part of so many companies? Well, one, when you, when something happens and I've been a part of companies being bought out by other companies and not really liking the vibe, um, I've been terminated from companies in, you know, yeah, not, not plural. I've been terminated from a company. (laughs) (laughs) It was just one and it was Modair and it was because of being associated with that leadership chat that we like. We all know the story of that. And if not, you can go to my YouTube video and check out the Modair video because it's actually two parts and it explains everything for those that are listening. Um, it's intoxicating. When you have this new thing that you feel, especially if it's a company that you know is kind of on the cutting edge or it's a brand new MLM company, it's very, very intoxicating. And there's a reason why some of these people in MLMs talk about ground floor opportunity. And it's because in my opinion, the first people to get in are the ones that are gonna go right to the top, you know? So very intoxicating. So you joined a month after we all joined Prove It and and then what happened? Like, what was that like? So, I mean, I honestly, I was working a full-time job and I was just doing it because I wanted to get healthy for myself. So that's why I was taking the supplements. And uh, I, I, the whole business concept didn't really, I, like it wasn't something I thought about too much. Uh, and then it's funny going back, I see the scripts that were used on me and I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, let me it's apologize. Like a whole circle moment when you go back and you go, did I do that to people? Yeah, let me apologize because I had a part in creating those scripts. So I apologize. Oh, it's your fault. No. Kidding. <laughs> kidding? <laughs> I apologize for my part in all of that. It's true though. But you know what? I, I won't knock it because I, I did follow a ketogenic lifestyle for a little while and I was able to drop 60 plus pounds of fat at the time. See, I'm still ingrained on the words that I can and cannot say. Yeah, you can't say weight loss. Yep. The reason that you can't say weight loss for those of you that are listening is because it's considered a medical claim, a health claim. And the FTC will be like, hey, we don't like this. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I did that. I joined, never really, I was added to chats and I was like, okay, these chats are blowing up my phone. I'm trying (laughs) to work here. (laughs) I never really, really saw the opportunity side of it. I did it more. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to do it. So I did it. It wasn't maybe six to eight months later that I actually was like, "Hmm, there's something to this. I was able to, you know, my sister joined the business, my cousin joined the business. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is actually something. So then I took it a little more seriously at the time. Yeah. And I think that was right around the, the time where there was this big keto wave happening. And then we're 
you know, we were a part everywhere. of a, yeah, it was, it literally was everywhere. That's when keto kitchens were starting to blow up. I think that January of 2018 was when I did like the, one of the first times I think I went viral on Facebook, um, was when I did the cracked chicken the and chicken. The pot. you remember that <laughs> of course i remember <laughs> it was so like, your cracked chicken recipe in the crock pot <laughs> it was so it was so oh crazy God. but that was that you talk about the timing and a newer company and yes prove it's been around since 2015 but then you have all of us that are like a younger social media savvy, willing to go live every day kind of vibe. And it just, at the time it exploded. And just, I love that you were saying, I didn't see this as like a business thing because I really do think that at the time we were just so excited to be a part of something new and exciting. I, I think there's a lot of us that didn't really stop to see what was going on. And when you look back, and this is just my opinion, but when you look back at some of the messages and some of the things that went down with people that decided to stay with Modere and not come to prove it because there was cross recruiting in my opinion. I don't like, it is what it is. That's what MLM companies do. Right. Um, there is a not to, but they do it anyway. It happens all the time. That's why all of the lawsuits that you see with these MLM companies all stem from cross recruiting and breaking the contracts. Yeah. It's crazy. But I, I look back at that time period and think about all of the craziness and all of the messages and the sneakiness. And it was all kind of hidden, you know, and, and I can see kind of the cult-like behavior. You're either with us or you're against us and like all of this stuff. And I don't know, do you look back at that time frame and go, oh God, I what really sticks out, what sticks out the most to me is obviously if anyone has seen your deep dive on the empire, if you haven't, go watch the video and you'll understand what I'm about to say. It's just my opinion. Yes, I stalk you. Uh, is <laughs> stalk you right back, so we're when even. The, I know. <laughs> when the customer group Simple Proven Results was formed and started, I think when I jumped into it, there was maybe like 2,000 people mm -hmm. that were in there. And then next thing I know, a couple months later, we're like at 100,000. And I was like, that's when all of a sudden I started to see similarities of the same, um, I don't, well, guess cult-like behavior where everyone was identical. Everything was uniform. Everyone followed the same. There was no individuality in my work, in my mind of me observing, just being an observer, mm -hmm. not even really engaging in it, but it was, everyone is the same. And I was like, that wasn't sitting well with me. So I didn't really connect in I you know I was a part of a whole bunch of different chats but to me it was like there's something was off mm. so I oh, and that was 2018 we're talking about now right yeah wow yeah um have you heard of the bite model no oh my god okay you have to write that down the bite model is by Stephen Hassan and it's basically a checklist of identifying if what you're participating in is a cult. And there's behavior control, information control, um, time control, and I can't remember what the C or the E is. Could it be um, energy? I don't no. remember, education. Let me look it up while we're talking about it. Um, and there is, I think, I can't remember how many, um, if you answer yes, essentially. I'll, I'll definitely check it out by Mala yeah. Hassan. And for those of you listening, go look at the bite model. Just in, in Google search, just 
type up bite model. It'll come up and it's all about um, control and brainwashing and mind control, information control, um, time control. So for example, the shaming around not getting on Zooms, time. I wish y'all could see Dre's face right now because he is his face. <laughs> Can I share something around that? Yes. So again, if anybody hasn't seen Aaron's deep dive video, you need to watch it because then this, my next statement will make sense. Again, my opinion. But I was a part of those meetings. Eventually, um, Jesse Lee had a frontline chat and we had a frontline group meeting. I think it was like every Friday or something. And I would try, I was either on a plane going cross country or whatever have you, but I lived in the skies for a couple of years. That's right. You did used to travel all the time. Cause I'd be like, where is yeah. he today? <laughs> yeah, I would, I would cover the whole U S. So I literally mm -hmm. lived on Delta airlines and, uh, but yeah, so I was a part of a meeting and I think I had, I must've recruited I think four or five people. It was kind of around, I think it was a prove it event. I don't remember what's in the spring. More. More. Uh -huh. More. KK and more. And and for those that don't know what KK and more, it's Keto Academy. So it's like the science behind ketones and being in ketosis and those types of things. Um, and then more is really like a Tony Robbins event. So it's all about like belief and vision and working through limiting beliefs. It's where you break the arrow with your neck and you listen to the same playlist over and over again, which I find really odd. I don't know how you feel about that, Dre. Um, I, I can't listen to some of those songs. Same, same. But I want to read you something because I just happened to be going through my text messages. Oh, God. Okay. And I was like, I was just deleting stuff. And it's a message. I don't know who from uh, it is from someone in Pruitt. I can't remember who it was. And it was like, hey there, a little birdie told me that you're recruiting a lot of people recently. We'd love for you to be on the corporate call and share your story of what you're doing. Mm. My response was, hi, who's this? <laughs> so <laughs> random was. person sending me messages. But it wasn't until I think now that I'm fully out that I realized that that was the tactic of keeping me engaged. Yep. Because at the time, me personally, I, I sought after someone's approval. Yep, same. I was like, well, this person hasn't reached out to me. They haven't mentioned my name. Mm -hmm. So what do I have to do to get my name mentioned? I don't know if, I don't want to call it brain. Maybe I do. I don't even know what to call it, but I lived for that. If I got a full name shout out on a live, I was on cloud nine. Like yeah. it literally just lifted my spirit. And um, that that's was- love bombing, by the way. That's a form oh, of thank love you. bombing. And mm -hmm. I'm like, that to me, and then it was, I guess that just, and it's funny that I found that message knowing that we were going to talk today. But it's, that's what was happening to me. And that just totally like exhilarated me. It was like, my energy would be through the roof. I'd be like, oh, I'm seen. And I think that there's a lot of people that are currently in the empire or any MLM for that matter, because all MLMs in my opinion are the same. The leadership is the same. They may word their trainings differently, right? But it's, in my opinion, it's the same thing. And I think that there's a lot of people that, are not feeling valued because maybe it's been a minute since their name has been mentioned by their leader, or maybe it's been a minute since they were asked to teach on the corporate call. And if that's you listening, just understand that your value 
is not based off of somebody else seeing you. And that's a part of the healing journey because I went through the same thing and I actually had this thought. So it's so interesting that you bring this up. And I know that this, this podcast was, I have goosebumps. It was meant to be today. Like I, when did I reach out on, on Monday? And Monday. we've talked about, we've talked yeah. about having you on and telling your story. And I was like, whenever you're ready, you just let me know. Um, but on Monday, I was like, I got a message tray. Like, I just have to, are you ready to do this? And, and I didn't know the timing or if you had put, you know, sent in your resignation or any of that stuff. It was just like, I, and I'm not even going to say I had you on my heart because that is a very MLM thing to say. And it makes, it <laughs> triggers me in a really yeah. big way, but I was thinking about you and I was like, I, it, I need to, I need to reach out to him and see if he's ready. And then to find out that today your resignation was official this morning, and mm -hmm. we've had this scheduled and I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy. But I had this memory this morning and when this was July of 2017 mm -hmm. and prove it came here for, I think it was a more KK and more. It was at the, the Red Rock Casino. Jesse Lee was suspended. Um, I was still active in Modair and we were invited. She was invited. And as she likes to say, I followed her around, whatever makes you feel better. But anyways, um, I lived here and so ended up going. We met with the CEO of Prove It. We ended up hanging out in his suite until like, I don't know, it was like 4 a.m. for me, my husband, something like that. <laughs> I was literally driving home as my husband was leaving for work, which is crazy because, you know, mom of two. And then I had to, it was just nuts. Anyways, the crazy things we did. Oh God. And I value sleep in such a beautiful way now. Like no. I'm just not going to do it. No, I'm not going to stay up late for your zoom. I'm not doing that. But anyways, when we were there in the suite, we were talking and um, talking with Brian Underwood, the CEO. And after I left, and this is of course, according to Jesse Lee Ward. So I'm not sure how accurate this is, but, um, she said, Brian said to her, well, if Aaron's the only one that comes over to prove it with you, then you're going to be just fine. And so why am I bringing this up for several years? I was like, Oh my God, that's so amazing. But just like what you just said, and this morning, this was a huge distinction for me because healing happens in layers. So there are things that are going to come up a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, from now for me that I'm going to remember these memories and go, oh my God, that was not because they saw greatness in me. It was because he knew the right things to say to prey on my loyalty. So of course she's going to tell me that because then I'm like, oh my God, he sees me same as you. Mm -hmm. And that was a distinction that I had this morning. Cause I remember that. And I was like, there's, it's come up several times and I was like, well, I don't know. But today it was like, oh, that layer peeled off. And I was like, oh, well, this was why that was said. Yeah. Well, she's super loyal. And how many times have you heard in the past Jesse Lee specifically say my most loyal friend, right? Mm -hmm. Not my top leader, not uh, an incredible human being. It was always my most loyal friend. Right. And it I don't just, know, I just go back. It boggles my mind. Cause I think part of it and the reason I wanted to share. So it, I think I want to say something. And since this is publicly, 
is I had an idea that you were probably pulling away in 2020. And we were told some not so nice things, mm-hmm. you know, in the roundabout gossipy way. Oh, yeah. And shamefully, I probably believe them. So I have to apologize to you for that. You don't need to apologize. Because I think a part of what happens is, is you're in the inner circle. And when you leave and depart because you want to, whether pursue some, some interest of what you want, you're literally almost shamed for mm. departing, for following yes. your heart. And that's what happened with me. It still hurts. It does, but I think I've accepted the fact that everything happens for a reason and I'm grateful that it happens. I truly am because now I see things differently, clearer, and it's not something that I will ever allow someone to do to me again. Yeah, and that's a huge lesson and thank you for your apology, but um, I accept it, but I I didn't think that you needed to apologize because who you are today and who you were back then are very different people. You know, back then you were very much in, and this might sound very dramatic to some of you, but Dre is going to get it. And if you've participated in this, you know that there's a very cult-like thing. Do what I do. Don't change the recipe. And if you change the recipe, then, uh, you know, you're going to be outed. You're going to be exiled. And that's what happens. So, and you probably have, I know you've, you've watched my YouTube videos and we talk anyways, but, um, Maybe I can fill in some of the pieces of what was happening with me at that time. And so in January, February was, I actually got COVID and I was sick for six weeks. So I stepped away because I could barely breathe. It Understandable. Was yeah, it was terrifying. And I had just trained some leaders. They were taking over. They were like, Aaron, please go to bed and shout out to you guys because you guys know who you are. Um, And so I went to bed, I was in bed for six weeks, you know, went to the ER a bunch of times. And this was before like all the the COVID tests and before all of it, it was- Nobody knew this. Nobody knew. They didn't share this. No, I was really- Yeah, and Jessie Lee knew because she was texting me. Mm. Um, I was really, really sick. I was not getting on any Zooms because I was in bed. Um, I went to the ER like three times. I'm surprised they didn't admit me because they were like, it's an upper respiratory infection. Um, but you're really close to having, uh, pneumonia. You're mm-hmm. really, really close. And we might actually admit you. And I'm like, I, I, you can't admit me. I have to pick up my son from school. Like that can't happen. <laughs> I have to pick up my kids from right. school. Uh, cause my husband was at work and there was one time and I we'll move on after this, but there was one time that, um, my husband couldn't get a hold of me because I was sleeping during the day. And I woke up and he's standing at the edge of the bed and he has this look of fear on his face. Like, this is how sick I was. Um, I shouldn't be laughing, but it's like, I look back now on some of the things that I was doing at that time. Like I was doing 75 hard. How? Mm. How? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so crazy. It's so crazy. And people around you doing 75 hard as well. They were. Oh yeah. 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 That was that time frame, And, um, I mean, my workout was my, my outdoor workout was walking in front of my house, just, and I, I mean, just taking steps. My, my workout for inside was just walking laps around my house. Wow. Oh God. It was, it's so stupid. 
It's so stupid. Anyways. These are the crazy things that we did. We were under the spell. Yeah. It's literally what that is. You were, and that's why I was like, you don't need to apologize because who you are today is not who you were and how you thought back then. So I was sick for six weeks. She was very aware of that because we would text back and forth. And then I'd be like, I'm obviously not going to get on the zoom. I have to sleep. And she's like, okay. Um, I think I talked to her once or twice. I don't, I don't, I don't recall, but I know that we were in communication and, um, in that pause, I believe that there are things that happen in our lives that, are, that happen because we are meant to stop and take a look at what is really important. And in that moment, I started to get better. I started to feel better and I started to question who I'm spending time with and why. And so that was when I really started to question the groups and to question the chats and to question these, these trainings that really are, in my opinion, are kind of about dangling the the carrot, you know, I wish y'all could see his face right now. I'm going to share something about that dangling carrot in a minute. Yeah. And so around um, the end of March, was when I started to to uh, really have some more in-depth conversations with some of our team and our leaders. And we decided we wanted to create our own group because we wanted to get away from keto recipes because the keto recipes felt like a bait and switch. Because if it's drink versus diet, then why are we pushing the keto diet? Mm-hmm. It made no sense to me and to a lot of our leaders. And so we ended up creating our own group and doing our own thing and really kind of focusing on like the whole person concept, which is a very military term. Um, I think if I could jump in, this is around the time, my timing could be very close to it, where we were told Aaron's no longer associated with the empire. Yeah, because I, I left everything the end of March. We launched our, our own things April 1st. And then I think it was May that I had my $63,000 month. Um, as a team, when Strawberry Peach launched, and there was all this kind of craziness, and I think it was either May or June. And then after that was we had kind of these bursts. And so in this time period, I was like, I don't know, is this the direction that I'm supposed to go? It feels good to be doing our own thing. It feels good to not be on any of these Zooms and any of this extra stuff. And I had this opportunity to breathe but something still felt really off. And I didn't figure it out until this year Mm. when I started to really ask questions. Like, why do I feel this way? Why? Like, I don't like how this feels. Um, And I was very quiet. I was very, very quiet about it because I was in my own space trying to work through it on my own. Um, And I've learned that there's phases of that. People go through these kind of phases. Sometimes you're really angry. Sometimes you're just really quiet. Sometimes you're sad. And then other times you're like, I'm going to do something about this. And I'm very much now in the, I'm going to do something about this. And that's why I got, I started speaking up. So I don't know, maybe that helps kind of fill in some of those pieces. I just didn't want to participate. It it totally does. Cause you know, when, so I had a conversation with my sister before I did anything, before even you and I spoke. By the way, hi, sister. Oh, she loves you. I love her so much. And um, we were talking and she goes, and she, you know, it's, it's even hard to even verbalize, but we were in such into the thick of it. And I'm going to jump around. The thick of it. 
I know. That's exactly what went through my head. <laughs> but it's like so many things were like, are you sure? Is this something? And I had a conversation with one of my team members and he, you know, this team member was growing and had people joining and doing this and doing that. And then they started questioning the comp plan. Mm. Well, why is it that I get more money if I recruit and I only get like X dollars for selling a box? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I couldn't explain it. And then I went to my leader and it's like, well, just turn all the boxes green. Yep. Again, if you don't know what we're talking about, watch the video. <laughs> <laughs> just go MVP. Just go MVP. That's it. And it was constantly. And I just, I, I was watching the frustration growing on the team. And, and then I was watching people struggling and I was like, this just isn't sitting well with my spirit. Like yeah. something is wrong. Yeah. And yeah, that's and when then, my eyes started to open. Yeah. So what did you do after that? So once your eyes started to open, like what was your next step? Um, honestly, I, 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 I took a step back and I started watching hmm. and I started watching how who was getting the attention? Okay, I was removed from a couple of groups because I hadn't hit whatever. Whatever uh, rank. Yeah. So I was removed from these things. But then I would randomly get messages. Oh, I, I still have them because I need Ooh. to refer to them. Oh my God, I miss you. I love you. You're my, my crow crow. And that, and I'll explain where that comes from in a second. But. Okay. Um, cause you're like, what? No, well, I'm just like <laughs> reacting to the, I love you so much. Do you really? Or and then I'm like, so, I was so stupid. I was like, oh, you love my yellow heart or same. something along those lines. And I was like, you're such an ass. I was like, did I really just say that? <laughs> of course, this is looking back a year or two later that yeah. I still have the messages, but it, it, it just, it floored my mind that I, I was so blinded because I was enamored with this figure mm. who I put on an amazing pedestal and they could do no wrong. Yeah. I didn't see it at the time. Yeah. Cause and she's protecting the castle. So yes. when these outbursts happen, especially like on social media and stuff, when she's speaking about whoever without mentioning their name, mm -hmm. we think from the inside oh well she's she's got to protect the castle she's got to protect the house protect the house That's what she's doing but never stopped to actually go wait what is the whole story here because yeah. if there's three sides to every story like yeah so it, it's there's oh, child there's not <laughs> hours in the day but it, it was that eye-opening experience. And when I realized the finality of it all, sounds so deep saying the finality of it all. It does, but I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. Know. I'm loving it. <laughs> but it was the moment, and I think this is how we really reconnected, is I was just randomly watching. I, listen, I'm going to support people because if they're trying their own individual things, why can't I support you? What does that have to do with anything? And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, is I happened to watch one of Aaron's video and we were talking about a product from a former company, Modere, that it was like swallowing sand. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> and we were bonding over the remembrance of swallowing sand and some nasty, goopy stuff that just is vile and ill. Of course, in our opinion. <laughs> in our opinion, because I used to drink this stuff and I would hold my nose and just swallow it. I chugged um, it. Y'all don't get oh. dirty. This is not dirty. <laughs> Keeping um, it clean for the kids. <laughs> There's kids. And 
because I commented on that, I was immediately removed from chats, from groups, from everything for that yep. comment. I hope y'all heard that because that is exactly what happens. So you can listen to this podcast and get the information that you need without getting blocked. But if you comment, and this still happens, Dre, I know you know this, but like if you comment on any of my YouTube videos, you mm -hmm. get blocked. If you comment on any of my social media pages, you get blocked. If you share this podcast out, you're going to get blocked. So yeah. tread lightly, I guess, if the groups and the chats are that important to you. Um, yeah, I mean, quite honestly, it was, I was already being removed from certain things. I was on the verge of one foot in, one foot out. Mm. where I realized this just is not within my spirit anymore. Yeah. So being removed where there were others who were removed and they can eventually come if they wish to choose, this is a safe space. Absolutely. And share your story because I think what happens is, is when you're so involved and it's funny because the day I was removed was my four year anniversary with Prove It. Oh my God. It was let my that, four let years. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Four it was years. my four year with Prove It. Hmm. And how do I know that? Because they were about to charge the annual fee. Mm. And because I was removed from everything, I stopped the fee from going through. Oh, we. And I was like, I'm done. This was the final straw. That was the straw that broke the camel's back in for me. Wow. And four years, I think I was the first or second guy who joined the empire, which that was a big deal because I think it was mostly women at the time. That was a big deal. They were like, oh, there's a boy. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I remember this. It was a very, very big deal. And uh, so I, it, it, it doesn't hurt anymore. Mm. Um, I did have moments where I was frustrated, but then I connected with other people who were removed. Mm -hmm. I think they were angrier than I personally was. I have a different outlook for what I want my life to be. And if I have to be phony, then that's not going to be a part of my life. Absolutely. You know, there's a whole community specifically of people that have left the empire. I had somebody say, Aaron, you should start a Facebook group for the people that have, have either been removed from the empire you know, that, that left the empire that joined and were like, Oh my God, what did I sign up for? Cause that happens too. And I was like, listen, in my opinion, I think Facebook is dying. <laughs> so I really don't have any <laughs> interest in creating exactly. a group, but there's enough people because I know that there's some people that are listening to this right now that are, that feel alone and you're not alone. There's a whole community of us. <laughs> I mean, the other part that really, that made me start questioning things were my customers mm -hmm. they would be i would have them in the groups or, you know because some who were interested in the business they'd be in, in the other group but then all of a sudden i would find somebody and i try and add them and we couldn't add them for those of you who don't know we had there is from my experience i don't even know how to word this yep. a blocked list yep. and that list is not one or two people we're talking many humans mm. so if you have a negative comment to say about this 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 group is a scam this group is like 
bogus. I thought this was a water challenge group. Again, this is my experience, just my opinion. I'm learning, girl. There's the bait and switch. (laughs) There's the bait and switch. Oh, my customers removed themselves. They were like, I don't want to be a part of that. And I don't think I realized the gravity because I wasn't a moderator in the group. So I never really saw this blocked list. But one day I did see it and it was massive. Yep. Yeah, because people join, in in my opinion, they join that group for whatever is going on. Right now they're doing this giveaway, which to me is like the biggest scam, the biggest scam that, that anybody can do. By the way, it's, it's very illegal to say, well, if you buy this product from the website, then you're going to get a hundred bonus entries. By the way, that is very illegal. Very, very illegal. You cannot do that. There are rules against that. And I'll just leave it at that. However, then there was the water challenge. Like you mentioned, there were like the ab challenge. I remember doing videos for the ab challenges. Better booty. Wasn't there a better, better booty? booty. <laughs> oh my All God. these things. And like, we were coached to put these posts up and say, Hey, I'm starting a 10 day water challenge, water drinking challenge. Who wants in? And guess what? Boom. All of these people that say, I want in for this free challenge, kind of like a free giveaway. All of a sudden they're added into simple proven results that now has over 600,000 people in it, probably brought in, in the same way. And now all of a sudden they're being pitched ketones or the business opportunity, or, you know, these results that are weight loss based, you know, the before and after, and I'm saying this because I did it too, you know, the before and after pictures, but it's not a weight loss product. It's a fat loss product. And it's, it's just a bait and switch. So, um, freaking crazy, man. It's crazy. So I recently had, um, one of my customers, in fact, I think it was a conversation I had with them last night Mm -hmm. and they were like, but you were so in, like you had her on a pedestal. You had her on this. How did that come about? How did you guys get so close? And I had to sit there and think about it. And is it okay if I share this? Yeah, of course. So the, the so my nickname was Crow Crow because back when KK and Moore, you might've been there. We were in New York City. Was it Moore? No. Remember it was the launch of Keto Up in New York City? Was it Keto Up or was it Fairy Dust? Fairy dust. I was Fairy not there. Dust. I was not there. However, I remember this. Yeah. So we were there. Um, I was there and uh, with Jesse Lee and some and some others. I won't mention their names. Uh, we went to a Broadway show and we went to see Wicked. So JL and I sat next to one another and the songs, it's just amazing. We held hands. And from that point, she called me Crow Crow. Cute. So for a long time, that's what I would hear. And then when I sort of faded away into the background is when I was like, oh, because I was, you know, it was preached, you know, in my opinion, if you follow anything on social media, it's will love you where you are. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. We'll love you where you are. Um, And in my opinion, from what I experienced, that's a load of bull. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not producing, then you're not worth the time. Yeah. If you're not producing the hard way. Yeah. And if you're not showing up, if you're not on every single zoom, then you don't take your business seriously. And you essentially are exiled in a way energetically. Yeah. You know, like I'm not going to know, but they would search to see who was on and who wasn't. They would screenshot. You weren't there. I used to get messages. Hey, it's zoom time. Where are you? 
yep. working. I'm on a plane. Can't you log on? I'm 36,000 feet in the air. Uh, no, I can't log on. I'm on a plane, fool. What are you talking about? <laughs> but that was my experience. And it, it, it's, it's almost, I want to call it like a fall from grace effect. That's how I felt. Mm. Being removed a couple weeks ago literally hit me at my core. I cried. Mm. It hurt. Yeah, that does hurt. Uh, regardless if I was one foot in, one foot out, I was still in. And I'll never bash anybody because that is not my, that is not me. That's not our style. That's not the purpose of this. I'm just sharing my personal experience and my story because I know that there are others who feel the exact same way and they need to know, like you said, that they're not alone. Yeah. And you can heal from that, but you have to actually acknowledge that it happened. Mm. So what advice would you give to somebody that in, and let's just say this is in any MLM that feels like they're one foot in one foot out. What kind of advice would you give them? I did something, I believe that you mentioned and maybe uh, someone else mentioned, I did a profit and loss statement. Mm. Because Hold on. I need a sip of wine. Bear with me a moment. Listen, I mean, I'm not drinking wine because it's like 3.20 p.m. my time, but I am drinking a Diet Dr. Pepper. So okay. cheers, my <laughs> well, friend. for me, it's 6.20 p.m. Eastern time. So I did a profit and loss statement. I called my accountant. I sent over all my income. Mm. I sent all my receipts because I have a scanner on my desk. I scan everything because that's what they want me to do. And I was like, that was the wake up call. Do you, and you don't have to share this because Mm -hmm. I know I've shared this, but if you are not comfortable sharing, like I did 70 some thousand in sales last Mm -hmm. year and I, I profited 10,000 net. So I, the highest rank I hit was, uh, can I say that here? Yeah, you can say that. My personal, okay. It was rank five, I think star one. Okay. And when I was there, I would be on my leader's Instagram going to hit champ real soon and all these things. Yep. Um, that rally to champ. Yeah. Oh God. That's enough. That's a conversation for another day. That's a whole <laughs> other podcast friends. Because that is, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. But um, yeah, it was, I did the profit and loss statement and I think I was bringing I can't, I can't, I don't want to say numbers because this is, can I say yeah, I mean, you. I was, okay, this is a, this is great. This, this is, is great. This Tell is me what I can and cannot say. This is conditioning right now, like full transparency. This is conditioning because we have been taught to Never. not talk numbers. Do not talk numbers. That's why certain people will say, well, I made enough to buy a hundred dollar tacos from Del Taco or whatever. Like we've seen those, right? Because we've been programmed to Look not make yes. those. Yeah. You can share this. This is important. That's why I, that's why I'm like, I made 10,000 net and I, my, the highest rank that I hit was rank six, two star. Granted, I didn't hit that rank. You know, I hit that rank, I think last May. And then the rest of the year, it was like, what am I doing? So yeah. of course, and of course, <laughs> you're going to make less income because you're not working and doing 14 hours a day. So of course, my numbers are going to drop because I was questioning everything that we were doing that I was participating in. Like, that's a very normal thing when you're questioning your MLM. But anyways, I digress. Go ahead. Sorry. So I, I was making just shy of $2,000 a month 
And okay. I did that for almost an entire year. And um, to do that required being on all the Zooms, mm-hmm. constantly reaching out. Like I wanted it more for the part-time yeah. benefits. I wasn't looking to, to replace my income because I loved what I was doing corporately. And then I did the profit and loss statement. And I realized how much money I was spending on the product versus what I was bringing mm. in. I was actually negative. Yep. Because you, uh, how many smart ships did you have? Uh, my ghost account plus my own. Did you so hear that everybody ghost account? It wasn't just me. No. Um, um, I actually have screenshots instructing us that to do ghost accounts. Girl, don't get me started with the receipts. I'm gonna. Um, we should. I. I wish. We, I wish we could do that on a podcast. I wish I could do. Look. Here it is. But we're not gonna do that. But yeah, it was my ghost account plus me. I was negative, probably six thousand mm. dollars. Because you, were, you had to have the product. You had to have it. You're gonna sell trials. You're gonna do the things. I needed to have the latest and the greatest. And I was like all in. Here's my credit card. So. Yeah. When I sat down with my husband, when I, we had a conversation, cause I always run things by him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did, and we looked at the numbers. He goes, I don't ever want you spending a penny on that company ever again. Mm. I, I, I was so. That's so hard. It was blindsided that I cried when I realized how many thousands of dollars I put on my credit cards just so I would have the problem. Yeah. So I've had people tell me, well, you were dumb. You were foolish with your finances. That's not my fault that you were fo-. I've had people come out of their face and say that to me. Well, that's because that's their defense mechanism. Nobody right. made you spend that. Well, but if, in a cult-like mm-hmm. environment, you, you do what you're told. Yeah. Because that's the, the picture of success that's being painted is, well, I'm buying. How many times have we heard this? I'm getting 20 boxes of the new flavor. Mm. I, let's have a drink let's have a drink have a drink because we know where that comes from mm. you know you are, are are told to emulate success correct Fake so it to make it yeah so your advice to anybody that is in any mlm that is kind of one foot in one foot out to do a profit and loss statement and you have two two stories right here uh, both very successful. I mean, Dre was making 2000 a month. That's 24,000 in a year. And he was in the negative because of the, uh, the two smart ships plus all of the, yeah, the events. That's another one. I, I figured each event was a thousand to 1500. Easy because hotel food, cause proof, they never fed us. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then you have at the event, you have discounted tickets for the next event, plus all of the swag because they want you marketing their company. They, you know, plus there's probably a new product that's going to launch that you can either get at the event and pick up or they ship to you. So if you've heard this, and this is from our experience, at least my experience, Aaron, I don't know if you could remember this, but we were told rep the brand that pays you, which is Mm. why we always had the latest and greatest swag. Yep. And I was like, I, I... my husband looks at it. He goes, Are you, you're not wearing that outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a habit to wear them I that I wore that. it the other day. He goes, go change. You're He's not like, wearing Get that. Get out of here with that. <laughs> we all wore it. I wore it every day. I wore the swag. That was my wardrobe. I had yes. black sweatpants and a t-shirt. When I got rid of all of my stuff, there was nothing in my closet. I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to go get some t-shirts from old me. I said I'll wear them to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I won't wear them outside. Listen, I didn't, I didn't want any of it in my house. Energetically, I was like, this has you to know. get out. I don't you want know. anything. Like I threw away blender bottles. I threw away um, hoodies, gifts. I, I was like, get out. I didn't want any of it in my house because I was like, this has to go. It has to go. So I'm looking at, I mean, you guys can't see this because it's a podcast, but I'm looking at two bookcases full of products and the whole bottom two shelves are nothing but blender bottles. You know, and let's talk about this. I think that, because I get, I get asked this question all the time. Do you drink ketones? And I'm like, no, I don't drink ketones. However, when somebody like you, Dre is getting out and you have all of this product, oh, I think there, <laughs> yeah. And there is nothing wrong with yeah. supporting this person that is getting out from recouping money. Like if you're, for example, if you're wanting to try the, the ketones, buy them from Dre, his Instagram and all of that stuff is going to be in the handle Buy them from Dre. If you really want to try them. And, and support him, support the process. Don't buy directly, in my opinion, from Prove It or any of the promoters that are you know, actively in the company. Find somebody that's leaving and support them. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that, I mean, is it an MLM product? Yes, but yes. this is somebody trying to recoup being duped in a way in their MLM company. And if you're wanting to try it, okay, buy it from him until he's sold out, right? I mean, the other part is for those who are in an MLM, whatever you're in, it's I'm sitting here and I'm having this conversation, but different scenarios are literally running through my brain going, how did I allow myself to spend this amount of money and fall into that trap and not see it? And not see it. And not think there was anything wrong with it. No, there was nothing wrong. My friends thought I was psychotic because they were like, like literally they were like, but you talked about your leader with accolades like they were floating on air and mm-hmm. all of a sudden now you're just and I was like that's yeah it, it, it's it's not there is a transition and there is a healing process and if you're going through this you're not alone mm-hmm. you literally I journal journaling has truly helped me to and I say cope because I think I'm going it was a roller coaster of emotions it was a wave of sadness I actually looked up the five uh parts of grief because mm. I think I was going through that when I realized that this was coming to an end, mm. it literally felt like somebody was pulling my heart out of my chest. Cause you were In so invested. Anxiety, like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Like that was, this is how the thoughts were racing through my mind. Yeah. And I was like, what am I going to do with myself? I was so used to being on Zooms, being on call, being in three-way chats, being this, being supportive. You can do this. You could, I don't have to do anything now. except focus on me and what makes my heart happy and that's hard to accept for me personally I'm just talking about me y'all but I know that there is somebody out there who's going to listen to this and be like wow that's just that's I'm not alone and if I can help impact one person to realize that you know you're not alone and you can heal through this then my job is done yes and I love that so much and yes that it you definitely go through the stages of grief. You're mm-hmm. angry, you're, you're sad, you're, uh, you know, embarrassed at some of the stuff that you did and said and posted and going through my Facebook memories is like, I just want to throw up sometimes because I'm like, let's go Archer. ahead and hide, hide that one. <laughs> um, I love that. I think that by you sharing that, it's letting people know one, they're not alone, 
Um, but two, that they're going to experience these emotions and there's no reason to hide from them. Allow yourself to go through them because you are kind of, you are experiencing a loss. You know, there are fake friendships that you develop. There's also some real friendships like Dre and I, we're still connected. And guess what? There's, it's not based off of transactions. You know, we are, are here and we're supporting one another. And by the way, you should go subscribe to his YouTube channel because he cooks some things. And I'm like, I'm coming, I'm coming over. Okay. Thank you for that. Cause we're starting our recording again uh, this weekend. Yay. There's some good recipes that are up there though. So I can't wait to see what you cook up. You see what I did there? I love it. I okay. love it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Let me ask you a couple questions and then we'll it. wrap this up because time flies for us, but those that are listening are probably like, this is a long podcast. Um, if you could give yourself advice back then before, before joining Modere, before any of that, when you were looking at an MLM, what advice would you give yourself? Oh God. I know. And I didn't even prep you for these. I'm just, that is so hard. What would I say to myself? Ask a lot of questions. Yeah. I didn't ask a single question. I went with blind faith. Mm, yep. I did not ask a single question. I said, I love it. Where do I sign up? Yeah. Ask lots and lots and lots of questions. And if they don't want to answer those questions, then that's your red flag. Yep. And, and ask the questions. If I could just piggyback off of that, ask questions outside of your leader, outside mm -hmm. of the group, outside of the chats, ask, you know, like go on to, even though you can, you can buy ratings from the better business bureau, look at the better business bureau, look at the FTC website, look at Glassdoor because it's going to tell you, you know, what it's like to actually work for that company. Mm -hmm. Look at all of those things. I think that's great advice. I think that is yeah. great advice from you. Okay. What, what has been your biggest, Hmm. How do I want to word this? What is something positive that came out of all of this for you? That's easy for me to answer. The personal development allowed me to become a much stronger, mm. uh, strong-willed, focused individual. So I will be forever grateful for that because I felt when I first started, I, was, I didn't know what I was doing. I was looking for something more. But if it wasn't for the personal development component, I wouldn't have been able to say in 2020 during the pandemic and being home that I'm like, it's time to take charge of my life. Yeah. So I, I launched drainthekitchen.com. Um, my cookbook is almost done being written, but that's taken me many months because it's, it's a series of recipes with stories. Mm. So the personal development has allowed, has taught me I'm going to get a link for that too. Right. Like when yeah, that... I'll give you the link. Okay. It's, um, it's, it's taught me that it is okay. If you have those days where you're like, you know what? I just can't do it today. Mm. Allow yourself the grace. It's okay. Yep. But it's taught me get back on the horse and go do it. Yes. So I'm grateful for that part. I love that. What was your hardest lesson to learn in all of this? Oh, the fall from grace. And how it felt. It, I will tell you, and I know recording this, there will be a backlash, even though we, we don't preach bullying or anything of that nature, mm. just the essence of what it is, in my opinion, yep. uh, there will be a little bit of a backlash. Yeah. And that is okay. 
because I am only speaking my personal experience throughout this entire endeavor. This is four years. Mm -hmm. This isn't like it was something I joined on a whim and just jump from company to company. I was in Prove It for four years. And you were successful. I think I was more than, than the average. I'm going to tell you exactly. Cause I, I knew okay. that was coming. Let's, let's look that up, girl. Let's look that up because being removed the way I was removed and not even not having a response, mm. just having people who were not my leader reach out to me crushed me. Yeah, it did. I well, you were of no use anymore. Exactly. You know, I just wasn't. I wasn't bringing in the dollars that I guess they wanted. So that's how I personally felt. So it's just my story. Go ahead. Yeah. You found it? Uh, yes. You said you were ranked two? Uh, uh, rank five star. Rank star five. One. I'm sorry. Okay. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. I hope this. Pour yourself some more wine, friend. Okay. Well, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Because you're going to need it. So this comes directly from Prove It's Income Disclosure Statement from 2020. Rank five promoter. Okay. In 2020, 15% or 8,708 uh, promoters qualified as a rank five promoter. So out of everybody in the company, and you know what a recruiting campaign they've been on since COVID with this keto dollar club, which I think is vile, just my opinion, um, 8,708 people hit your rank in the company in 2020. Like just process that for a second. Cause I know that's not how you felt at the time. You felt like you weren't doing enough. Like you were a failure. Why can't I move forward? All of those things. <laughs> I have no words because it's like, why am I not a champ already? Exactly. Exactly. Why haven't I not hit pro champ? Well, it's because no. it's the formula and this is how we know the formula is broken and it comes directly from prove it. By the way, if you're in an MLM, look up your company's income disclosure statement. And if they don't have one shady, shady, um, you know, it's serious when I start pointing my finger gray. I wish y'all could see this it's going <laughs> up in the air. Like, excuse me, excuse me. we have an issue here. <laughs> I love it. Um, the average annual income of these rank five promoters. This is annual. This is not monthly. God, I'm afraid. For 2020 was $1,332.58 for the year. So $1,300 and what? $32.58. Wow. With a high of $1.2 million and a low of zero. Okay. On average, rank five promoters have been with Prove It for 12 months. So let's unpack that for a second. Out of 8,708, you were making on average $2,000 a month. Most people at this rank, the average, were making $1,332.58 in a year. You were not a failure. You never were a failure. I felt like it. I mean, I was made to feel that way. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't hit the 2000, but it was in that little cost, almost two grand. Well, yeah. Even if it were 1500 to 2000 yeah. sales fluctuate. Right. Okay. So that's, that's a normal thing, you know, and then with MLMs, with everything starting over on the first of the month, you're constantly having to rebuild. So I just need you to know, after seeing those numbers, after hearing those numbers and for anybody listening, Look up the income disclosure statement, especially if you were in Prove It, especially if you were in the empire, because chances are you probably 
have felt or feel like Dre and myself, you know, and, and those words, like we were talking about the backlash that's going to come from this, those words are going to be kind of used, if you will, against you. They're going to say, well, look at their numbers, their numbers, Dre's numbers, Aaron's numbers fell. Well, of course, because we were questioning what we were a part of. Like it doesn't take rocket scientists, rocket scientists, rocket science to figure that out. Like, yeah. you know, if if you're pulling away and you're questioning things, you're not going to be all in. So naturally, those sales are going to drop. So one, just know that like they're going to say that. <laughs> okay, did I did your numbers drop? Yeah, they weren't plugged in. They didn't yeah. follow the systems. Yeah, sound familiar? Yeah, they're going to say all of that. Two, I need everybody to understand that you assign value to people's words. They can say, and I'll just speak for myself and then Dre, you can hop on if you have anything to add. I don't care what they say about me. I don't care. And the reason that I don't care is because their words hold no value as far as my worthiness, how I feel about the success in my life or any of that. They carry exactly zero value. They're wasting their time and their energy because what they are doing is they're sending people directly to my inbox. They're sending people directly to my YouTube. And instead of, you know, wondering what was, what happened and why she left now they're going to my, why I left prove it or the exposing the empire. I've answered those questions. So instead of getting those words from their, their leaders in the company that are, you know, terrified in my opinion, because I'm sharing such truthful information, they have to smear campaign me to try and stop it, yeah. but it's having the opposite, opposite effect. So just know that, that uh, you, assign you assign value to people's words, but it is part of that healing journey. A year ago, if I would have seen or heard some of the things that are being said about me now by them, I would have been really hurt. That would have yeah. been very hurtful. But to me, I'm like, God, shouldn't you be focusing on your business? Like I'm over here right. monetizing my YouTube and telling my story and my inbox is flooded with people reaching out saying, help me, or this is my story or whatever. Like it's, it's, it's that community that has showed up from the escaping the empire, if you will. I love it. I mean, when I, I mean, I'll say this, but when I spoke to my team and told them I was leaving, they all asked me why. I said, it's not because of being removed from groups. The reality of my life is, is Dre in the Kitchen was born out of my love of cooking mm. and teaching people to cook and create new memories. That is my love. That is my passion. That is what I've been doing since I was a little kid. So me leaving and, uh, and leaving the empire and prove it isn't because of shenanigans. Yeah. That was part of it. But the truth is because I chose to follow my heart mm. and to share something that I love to do with others. So on your journey. They, can they can have that. What are they going to try and say? <laughs> you yeah. know, but you're right. I don't, I would have been hurt by their words, but because I'm living, I'm stepping into my truth and into my heart, mm -hmm. their opinions mean nothing. Absolutely. And, and I hope that you guys listening hear what we're saying because the smear campaigns and the passive aggressive posts and the 
the lives and all of this stuff where they're talking about you, but not mentioning your name, but everybody knows. And, you know, there's people snickering in the room at Eric Worry's house and this and that, and all of that stuff. It means nothing. It means nothing. And if you have any desire to tell your story, just like Dre has in a safe environment, just reach out. I think the easiest way is probably to reach out to me on Instagram um, and we can talk about it and we can get it scheduled because ultimately what I want this platform to become is a place for stories to be shared, new memories to be made, you know, and uh, building a community of people that understand that they're not alone. So Dre, thank you so much for being here. I know this was a super long, super long podcast. However, I could sit here for hours and chat with you and I'm coming over for dinner sometime. (laughs) Oh, you have to, but thank you so much for allowing me to share a story. I didn't know what my story was until I, it just started spewing out in conversation with you. And I hope others feel comfortable enough to realize that they can share their story in a safe space. And that's important when you realize that it's time to close that chapter. Yep. Yep. On your journey. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening. And if you loved it, feel free to share. If you feel called to, if you feel uh, compelled to leave a five-star rating, go follow Dre on Instagram, also on YouTube. And I'm sure he will answer some questions too. You can reach out to me on Instagram and make sure that you guys are subscribed so you never miss an episode. Thanks for being here. My name is Aaron Bees and I'm here with Dre and we'll see you, well, I'll see you on the next episode. Bye everybody. Bye y'all.